Where else would you rather be? I'm Paul Clifford, CEO of the Penn State Alumni Association. Welcome to the People of Penn State podcast. Each week on the podcast, you can expect to hear the voices of Penn Staters talking about what they're passionate about, and you can expect to feel the pride and the power of the Penn State network. The podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Subscribe and give us a rating. Ratings and reviews help others Find these great stories. We have another one to pass along to you today. Today, we're talking with Tammy Eagle Bowling. She is a proud graduate of the Pennsylvania State University and the creator of Light Up NBC Live, a virtual broadcast that shines light on the importance of awareness and funding for stage four metastatic breast cancer. Light Up NBC Live provides a platform for people affected by NBC to share their stories at illuminated landmarks around the country and inspire thousands to live each day with purpose. Her mantra, making each day meaningful, upon her own breast cancer diagnosis, she decided to turn her energy towards advocacy. Tammy is also the founder of The Ego Method, a framework for building resilience to create a healthy state of mind. As a keynote motivational speaker, and business leader, she has inspired thousands. She spent 20 years in sales and leadership management in the world of media, including roles as associate publisher of Marie Claire at Hearst and associate publisher of Teen Vogue at Condé Nast. I'm excited to welcome Tammy Eagle Bowling to the People of Penn State podcast. Tammy, welcome. How are you? Doing well today. Thank you. Let's start right at the beginning. How did you become a Penn State Nittany Lion. You know, I was always a fan of, of course, the Penn State football, and I always heard great things from people who had attended the university in terms of just really the spirit, the school spirit, and the pride that people took uh, in going to that school. Uh, it also happened to be the perfect distance from where I lived. I grew up in New Jersey. And uh, it was just about a couple hours, so far enough away from home, but close enough at the same time. As a student, what were some of the things that you were involved in at Penn State? Oh, wow. You know, I guess, you know, I was involved in uh, the Penn State yearbook. I always believed in, you know, helping create those memories to last a lifetime. And um, just loved all the experience of being on the campus and attending the sporting events. And I actually took a dab at being in the figure skating club at one point. Um, I think there's something for everyone at Penn State. Absolutely. When you came to Penn State, what did you study and what was the initial career path? I was in the Smeal College of Business and primarily studied marketing. And, you know, from a very young age, my mom uh, was a salesperson. Uh, she went door to door selling different items. And I knew that sales was in my genes. Uh, and I was inspired at a young age by someone who worked in the magazine industry, who sold something that wasn't tangible. Um, she sold advertising space. 
And I remember writing in my journal when I was 16 years old, how I would love to be the publisher of Vogue one day. Whether you're a current student, a recent grad, or you've been in the workforce for a few years or many, Penn State LionLink is for you. We're united by our experiences at Penn State and our desire to connect and help each other. Powered by Alumni Career Services, LionLink offers access to alumni, a chance to mentor or seek mentorship, as well as career resources, all in one convenient place. LionLink helps you connect with other Penn Staters who can answer career questions, provide valuable insights, offer resume and networking advice, and share up-to-date information on industries. If you're interested in joining LionLink, just visit psulionlink.peoplegrove.com. That's amazing. Uh, This is the people of Penn State. Uh, I am Paul Clifford. I'm joined by accomplished motivational speaker, Tammy Eagle Bowling. She's the creator of Light Up NBC Live and the founder of the Eagle Method. So Tammy, what was your first job out of Penn State and kind of walk us through your career? Sure. Well, uh, Penn State was actually, I would say, integral in helping me get my first job because Penn State has such an amazing alumni association. I utilized the uh, LionLink network at the time to reach out to individuals um, who had attended the university who uh, were willing to help fellow Penn Staters. And somebody who was a Penn State grad forwarded my resume within the Hearst Corporation. And I had my very first job at Esquire Magazine as a sales assistant. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, this job is a lot of photocopying. And here it was, you know, I went to college and I graduated. But, you know, I learned that the point is that whatever role, whatever job you take, you just do your best. You show up every day with with you, whatever makes you you. Is it a joke? Is it a laugh? Is it a certain spirit? And you show people that work ethic. And I think that's what really helped me um, move from the sales assistant into sales at Esquire Magazine and then over to Cosmopolitan Magazine, where I also managed various categories in advertising sales for about five years. Uh, And then I went over to Marie Claire, where I started managing teams and you know, ended up becoming the associate publisher of Marie Claire. So walk me through the walk me through the sales process. You talked about selling something that's that's not tangible. What is the what does the pitch for print advertising look like? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you have an advertisement um, that you know either runs at print in, in a magazine or digitally online, and you have an audience of X number of people that we know is going to read the magazine or see the website. And we talk to the clients about why the audience of our brand is likely to purchase their product. So, uh, you know, it's run some type of advertisement within the magazine, and then you'll reach this audience of people who will get to know your brand and you know, drive retail sales. Absolutely. Early on in your career, you were part of um, predominantly print sales. And then throughout your career, it um, it evolved into digital. 
what are what are the similarities? What are what are the differences between uh, those two types of advertising? Uh, well, yes. I mean, we we had to evolve. You know, I always loved the quote: "The only thing constant in this world is change," yeah. and we have to always learn how to adapt to that. And when I went over to um, after spending 15 years at Hearst, and I went over to Condé Nast um, when I was working at Teen Vogue and Bon Appetit, uh, there was a lot of digital advertising involved because that's how um, consumers were um, looking at media and. Uh, the, the major differences are really that the digital media can be um, very interactive. So if you you know click on an ad, there's different links. It can take you right to a certain site to purchase. Um, it can do polls. Um, so I think it's much more experiential than just the static ad um, that's in the print magazines. Uh, of course, we know about QR codes and people started trying to put PR codes on their print ads that could be scanned in an attempt to also make that interactive. Um, but the digital had a more direct way of um, touching the consumer. There's a lot more data available as well on the digital side in terms of views and click-throughs and uh, actual behavioral um, data that I'm sure is of importance and of interest to your advertisers. Absolutely. That's correct. Right. They have a lot more um, ways to track the various campa campaigns to make sure they're delivering the guaranteed number of impressions. So you, you're building this career and you've built this career in the magazine publishing world. Um, how did Light Up NBC Live become part of your life? What is the origin story and what's the purpose of Light Up NBC? So at the age of 41, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and my children were very young. Uh, they were just two and four years old. Mm -hmm. And I decided that the best way to give purpose to my diagnosis was to help educate others and to help raise funds for research for a cure. Unfortunately, when they found my breast cancer, it had already metastasized to my liver which made it a stage four diagnosis. And that was that was very devastating. And I felt that I wanted to do something that was meaningful. And I found out about this campaign called Light Up NBC, NBC meaning metastatic breast cancer, which means that it left the breast and traveled to other parts of the body. And this campaign shines a light on the disease by asking landmarks in all different states to illuminate in the stage four breast cancer colors of pink, teal, and green. And that's because stage four is beyond just pink. And that's why Medivive Research and Support designed the stage four ribbon of those three colors. And this year, we actually have all 50 states in the United States now participating on October 13th to shine a light by illuminating a landmark in each and every state. And it's also gone global. So we also have um, Ireland and Canada and Hong Kong <laughs> also lighting landmarks in those three colors as well. So first, uh, I'd love to check in. How how are you doing today? I know we are, we are about the same age. And so when you say 41, you're about eight years now out um, from that diagnosis. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Uh, yes. I mean, today, thank goodness, um, my treatment is still working. So with stage four, you're 
always in treatment for the rest of your life. Um, you go for scans every four months to determine if the tumors have spread, if they're stable, what's going on. Um, but through the power of science and research, that is why I'm still alive today and why I'm so passionate about raising funds. Initially, Light Up NBC was just um, really an awareness campaign, which started in 2019. And when I got involved, it was right smack um, during the pandemic in 2020. And that's when I came up with the idea to do Light Up NBC Live which would be a program that it would enable people to actually see these landmarks lighting around the country. And it would be a show where I could virtually bring in people affected by metastatic breast cancer to sh really share their own stories in front of these illuminated landmarks. And in the show, I would combine music. And this year, we're really excited because we have um, everyone from Lionel Richie to Daphne Rubin Vega to Leah Robinson. Um, we have a great lineup for the show this year. And uh, hopefully, it will raise a lot of money for much needed stage four breast cancer research. That's amazing. Talk about some of the landmarks. Like, what, um, what are some of the places around the country, around the world that have been supportive of this cause? Oh, yeah. You know, there's so, so many landmarks we have. Um, I think just for you guys, it's amazing because we have Penn State Hershey lights up the Penn State Medical Campus there in all three colors. And we really appreciate that support. Um, in New York, we have, you know, things like One World Trade Center and 230 Park Avenue. Um, we've got the Zacom Bridge in Boston. Um, we have the Kilkenny Castle in Ireland. We've got um, the Morgan Stanley Building in Hong Kong and Times Square. Wow. So, um, yeah, the list is on our website, um, which is metaviver.org forward slash light up NBC. Well, we should, we should connect after the recording here. We have the ability to light up the Bryce Jordan Center in a variety of different colors. And I'm sure that uh, Penn State would love to support this cause, you know, um, we, we have a, uh, a passion for fighting cancer, as you know, through, through Thon and our great work at, at fighting childhood cancer. Uh, but I know that, um, I know the folks at the Bryce Jordan center would love to, um, lend their support as well. That would be amazing. And I have to say, you know, from a young age, from those college years, I always participated in THON. And I just think, um, you know, not only is it a monumental fundraising uh, event that Penn State does, but it also really uh, teaches the students to care and to, to learn about um, how the fight for cancer is, is much needed and how research paves the way. So talking about amazing fundraising success, um, since your involvement, uh, you have been able to increase the revenue for Light Up NBC Live from $5,000 to over $350,000 in just three years. How'd you do it? Uh, yes, I think the answer, it's, it's really about community and, and passion. Uh, you know, when people feel that you're passionate about a cause or passionate about a product, um, a project, they, they want to get involved. And um, initially uh, in 2019, the $5,000 um, was really from the founder, initial founder of Light Up NBC. Her name's Laura Inahara. Her best friend had passed away from the disease and she was determined to have all of these landmarks shine a light. And she was very successful 
in um, getting so many landmarks to participate. But it was really just awareness and um, the sales were from apparel and merchandise. And then in 2020, when I created Light Up NBC Live, it really um, showed the nation what was going on. It really educated people about the fact that 30% of early stage breast cancers come back as stage four, that only 5% of breast cancer research funds currently go to stage four. And that's the only kind that really kills. So a lot of people weren't educated on the facts and the show really helped to do that. And uh, most importantly, I created a group of Light Up NBC ambassadors on Facebook and more and more people heard about the group and wanted to volunteer. So we now have over 200 Light Up NBC ambassadors around the world. And it's really because the um, the motivation and the activation of these ambassadors that makes the campaign a success. Now, all throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, we've been talking about resilience and how to build resilience and mental health has come to the forefront in a way that, um, in, in such a powerful way that so many more people are aware and comfortable talking about their mental health. You've come up with the Eagle Method for building resilience to help for a healthy state of mind. Talk a little bit about the method, how you came up about it, and and the purpose it serves. Yes. So during the pandemic, I realized that so many people were living with more uncertainty than they ever had in their entire lives. And uh, for me, I had already been living with this great uncertainty of uh, living with stage four cancer for you know several years. So I decided that I would write down the tools and the insights that I learned to be able to find gratitude in every day, despite the situation, and not to waste time on the worries, but rather focus on what I could control. And um, through the Eagle Method, I talked to you know various teams and corporations about um, really how to overcome adversity, how to stay how to stay focused, make decisions based on the information that you have at hand, um, and you know create affirmations that you are important, that your ideas are important, they deserve to be heard, and that you bring um, you know great. Great teamwork is so important. We could bring that to the table. And just the whole idea of, um, you know, being grateful every single day for this thing that we have called life. And we decide each and every day how we choose to live it. Excellent. So so walk us through the method without giving away any, any trade secrets, right? Uh, but if somebody is um, looking to engage with you on this, what can they expect? Yeah. So I basically talk about five different pillars, um, starting with the E. So Eagle is actually an acronym. Um, and E is all about examining your perspective, where you're at now, where you want to be next month, next year, and in five years. And how do we examine our perspective um, you know, on a weekly or a monthly basis to achieve that goal? A is all about affirming positivity. How do we create those affirmations and state them in a way so that they do come true? G is about growing relationships. Most importantly, with ourselves, right? Believing in ourselves 
Um, and then from there, relationships with our family, our clients, our friends, um, and really even the relationships within our community. And L is all about living with purpose. Um, how do we make sure that we're living in line with our values? Everyone has different values, but if we live in line with those values, then we feel our bucket is filled and we're living with purpose. And then the last E in Eagle is embrace uncertainty. Um, so instead of having that uncertainty be a hindrance, have it be a competitive advantage. That's that's wonderful. I'm sure the groups that you talked to, I, I introduced you as an accomplished motivational speaker. I know you speak to a variety of groups all over the world. Um, and, and that this is a big part now of your of your message to those groups. I'm sure that they are um, inspired and energized uh, by this, by the message of, of gratitude and positivity. Yes. I mean, the feedback that I've gotten um, is just that it inspires people to see things in a new light. Um, there's a lot of moments in every day, um, everyone's rushing around and sometimes you just don't take the time to really see what's in front of you or appreciate what's in front of you. And knowing how to find that perspective will help you have more meaningful moments in every day. Yeah, it's really interesting as I, as I think about this, right? The uh, people think the road to happiness is accomplishment and, and gathering more and, right, it's more than what you have right in front of you. Um, and it's, uh, uh, and that in a lot of cases, and you, there, there's great studies about this, right? The happiest people are the ones who give of themselves, who are are philanthropic, who volunteer in their community, um, and and are able to show gratitude for the things that they have. That's what really the drivers of of happiness in our lives are. That's exactly right. Um, and I actually talk about how the key to living with purpose is giving. And I, you know, even with my own children, I'm constantly teaching them. Like, how can we give without expecting anything else in return? Because um, while the receiver will feel good, you'll feel even better. So you have had um, a wonderful career. You've overcome some uh, personal health obstacles. You have um, been an inspiration to the groups that you speak to. So what advice do you have to give to people who are graduating from Penn State? I would say never give up. And, you know, no matter what kind of obstacles are in the way, um, try to change your lens in how you see an obstacle to turn it into a positive and turn that obstacle into opportunity. I would also say always show up. That's really my message. Show up for life. You never know where one thing is going to need, going to help you get somewhere, going to introduce you to someone that you might meet in the future, going to give you an opportunity for a way that you can contribute to helping make the world a better place. This is the People of Penn State podcast. I'm Paul Clifford. I'm joined by accomplished motivational speaker, Tammy Eagle Bowling. She is the creator of Light Up NBC Live and the founder of The Eagle Method. Tammy, at the end of each podcast, we like to have a little bit of fun. So I'm going to throw some quick hitter questions at you and 
get what immediately comes to mind. Are you up for that? Sure. So what was your favorite class at Penn State? The movie class with a thousand people. <laughs> uh, film appreciation, I think it was. <laughs> How about uh, if you could have dinner with anyone, who would it be and why? Oh, Sandra Bullock. I just find her hysterical. She always makes me laugh. That's that's interesting. I have had the chance to meet Sandra Bullock uh, in, a, in a previous life. I uh, worked at East Carolina University, and she is a graduate of ECU. Um, <laughs> Maybe you can connect us one day. <laughs> and and her her personality on screen is the same personality in person. She is uh, she's hysterical. <laughs> Your most unusual we are moment, uh, an unusual or unexpected place where you either shouted out we are to a fellow Penn Stater or or heard it where you weren't expecting it. <laughs> oh, I, that would probably be. I don't know if I wasn't expecting it, but we definitely did those bar tours back in the day. So I heard a bunch of we are's in those moments. How about your favorite Penn State sport? I mean, who doesn't say football? It has to be. <laughs> that, that, that is definitely a popular choice on the program. Uh -huh. And your favorite flavor of creamery ice cream? Oh, I just go probably with the uh, chocolate. Just the good old chocolate. All right. <laughs> Tammy, if people want to learn more about the work you're doing and want to get connected to you, what's the best way for them to, to find you? Yes. Yeah, so um, they can either go to metaviver.org forward slash light up MBC and tune in October 13th at 9 p.m. for Light Up MBC Live, or they can connect with me through theeaglemethod.com. So again, October 13th, Light Up NBC Live. Uh, you can check that out. Um, we will put the links in the in the show notes so that people can, can continue to connect with you and learn about all the great things you're doing. Thanks for allowing us to share your story on the People of Penn State podcast. Thank you so much. I truly feel like my education at Penn State led to an amazing career and the ability to overcome such adversity through the confidence that was built during those years. That's amazing. Thanks, Tammy. And thanks to our producer, Vincent Longaro, our guest relations coordinator, Mara Ryan, who do all the things behind the scene to keep this podcast running so smoothly. If you like this episode, I hope that you'll subscribe to the People of Penn State podcast in your favorite podcast app of choice. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and drop us a review. Help us spread the word and share the podcast to your friends and fellow Penn Staters via social media. And make sure that you always tag the Penn State Alumni Association with at Penn State alums. If you're a member of the Alumni Association, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? Visit our alumni, visit our website at alumni.psu.edu, and you too can become a member of the world's largest alumni association. Thank you for listening and for all you do for the university, for the glory, and for the future. We are they no act of our spring shame to one heart that loves thy name. May our lives but swell thy fame, dear old stay.